reveal. You know, it's not like all thousand lights, fireworks, and everything going out. It's it's not as that big. But uh, what is up, everybody? This is Muse Me TV. We are back. And if you were here yesterday, we were here with David Knight, and it's a new day, so we got another local comedian in the house. Uh, I gotta throw this bad boy on right away because this uh, kind of gives you a better intro. Uh, he's been doing comedy for the same time about me now, about three months now, right? Right. And this guy is uh, legit. You can see him all around Albuquerque. He's uh, Bear Lopez, everybody. All right. Thank, yeah. you. thank you for having me, brother. Yeah, heck yeah. What's up? Oh, man. Just did some little stand-up in Silver Lanes. How was uh? How was that? Like you said, there was a, it was a small little little yeah. crowd, right? Yeah, there was me, Nico, the comic, uh, Swamp, and uh, David Knight. Okay. And I was like, I thought I bombed. I was like, whatever. They tell me they want to see me, Swamp, and uh, David, and they gave uh, Swamp the whole thing. So I was like, whatever, cool. Oh, so Swamp won it. Yeah. Okay. But his shit was funny. Oh, okay. So he had a good little whatever he was talking about. What was yeah? You remember any of his set a little bit? Oh, he was just clowning on everybody. Just like he usually does. Yeah. A typical freaking swamp set. I love how people can do that, how they have the whole crowd work down. Yeah. Like, that's still, I'm still kind of rocky on that shit, too. Like, I can't start talking to the crowded shit. Like, I get a little, I get a little flabbergasted. I'm a little nervous on what they're going to say next. And, right. Uh, how do you experience that? Like, tell me more about your comedy experience. Well, uh, when I first started, I never played to the audience i never called back anybody and i was like because i felt i'm 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 actually stealing their jokes you know that's what i felt but yeah. it was like so kevin pulled me aside and he's like no man what you're not you're not it's called callback you're just you know referencing that you're paying attention to another comic yeah so the first time i did it i was like i was gonna nail david because I was like, this motherfucker, you told me. he goes, it's just, just trashy joke. I'm like, I guess I'm not going to repeat it because, you know, that's literally still his shit. But he said a kind of fucked up joke. So I was going after him. But Sean Dean had actually posted some earlier about being Latina. And out of the blue, she stabs a motherfucker. I was like, girl, you you Latina. You ain't you fucking warned. That's not how it works. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> you get warned quickly. Are you dating anybody? Me? Yeah. No, I'm 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 single motherfucker. Okay. I, no, I'm just asking because uh, I have a joke where I'm just gonna be like, I fucking did you know there's 816 Pokemon out there? 816, bro. I've caught in 604, <laughs> and I'm still single. <laughs> I'm still single. That's okay though. I'm being a Pokemon master. Man, yeah. Yeah. I'm still. I mean, I've dated quite a while. I've actually had the whole freaking, I moved in with her. We had a whole relationship. We lived together. And then that fell through. And my life was, again, people don't realize this, but I'm actually 30. Yeah, that's the first thing that got me. Because you look like my little brother. I know. You were telling me that's crazy. I was like, I haven't seen my brother in like almost 10 years. A while. We had a fallout when my dad passed away. So we're slowly, you know, coming back to each other. And when I saw you, my first instinct was to smack you in the back of the head. Like, I was just smack you in the head. <laughs> I, like, I know who this guy it's is. like, I know this motherfucker. And I was like, and then, you, and then you just, the last possible second you turned, I was like, ooh, I would have slapped somebody I don't know. <laughs> he might have whooped my ass. Because, <laughs> you know, they say the loud ones you never worry about. That's true. 
it's always watch the quiet ones. And you're kind of quiet when you walk into, the, you know, on to an open mic. So I was like, okay, I'm going to hear what you got to say. I'm not going to judge him by his, by what I think he is. I'm going to judge him by what he tells me. So when you first did your stand-up, I was like, and you started talking about the Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh, I wanted to roast your ass so bad. But then you stopped doing it. I was like, you motherfucker. But then you knew, though. You knew, like, I know it's, I, dude, we all been, like, yeah. especially if you're a ghetto person, you <laughs> all know we've been there. Like, there's those times where you're just like, I don't give a fuck. Give me red Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. So I love how you knew that, too, right away. And you're just like, this fucker. Yeah. yeah, this fucker. I know what he's doing. I know where he's going. And your your binary rapper, yeah, that shit's fucking hilarious. That one is good. Like it, I, uh, I had most of it built up, uh-huh. but I remember uh, we did an open mic at uh, I think it was the first time we did it at the Grasshopper, the yeah. Blue Grasshopper, yeah. And uh, Royal actually said that end part uh-huh. after my set, yeah. And I was like, that's really good. Like it ties in with everything; it all flows together, yeah. And so once I got the joke built up. Like, oh man! Yeah, I I love that little twist. I was like, I was like, I was telling my wife, I said, I like when he did that. He just made that little twist, and there was a like, everybody's like, oh my god, did he? I'm like, did he say the n word? Did he? I'm like, you're good. Unless you understand the binary code, you're not gonna understand yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, to be honest, again, everything I said is just straight gibberish. Like you know, yeah. I don't have an actual set of words that I, is binary code. I'm right. just saying zero one zero in a different t- tone, trying to get some kind of flow going. Yeah, that's what makes it funny. Because I was like, I have a buddy, and if he sees this, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he was always a smartass. I mean, he was really intelligent. This fool could have went to MIT at 14. Done a lot of good stuff. Yeah. No, he pissed his life away for about 10 years. Like, literally following around Van Halen for 10 years. Is that a bad thing? That sounds amazing. I love Van Halen. I love Van Halen. (laughs) But this fool was doing it by himself. He wasn't going with Uh, the tour. He just, like, finding where they're at and driving his ass over there. Kind of waste, just, like, kind of wasting his own resources. And then he finally buckles down gets a really damn good job and he's like i don't know what to do with my life i'm like live it stupid do yeah. something yeah i don't know yeah that's that's kind of crazy with a lot of people right a lot of people have that instincts where they're just like you kind of see a potential in them or something great and then yeah. it's kind of like wasted with something that they want to do like one of the biggest things everyone could always bring up is drugs yeah right they have right. this amazing artist or fucking some kind of like mathematical person, but yet it comes down to like, oh well, they fucked up their life with drugs, so they can't do shit. Yeah, but sometimes you do drugs, and Picasso was on on PCP for most of his damn life. That's what he turned out. That's crazy too, because uh, there are certain drugs that I think are I should are advocated. You could be use them, like right. like people freak out when you talk about like acid and shit like that. But yeah. that literally just expands your mind, like. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't, that's crazy. I've done acid. I've done it one time. Oh, I've done it way more than one time. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. First time I ever did acid. Oh, my God. Mind you, this was, oh, I'm going to date myself right now. This was 31 years ago. I was 16. 31 years ago. So let's do the math. 31 years ago, that would be 1980. Nine, no, nineteen eighty-eight. 
1988. Where rap was still good. And everybody looked like an idiot. Right. That was a slow decline of rock and roll, but it was still kind of good. Yeah. We still had some decent music. Yeah. So a buddy of mine decides he's going to get some acid. I'm like, dude, are you going to deal? He's like, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, dude, hit me up and let me have the first hit. Well, we're about 16, almost 17. And... uh, it's a you know what a four way is right yeah you know how you're supposed to cut in four fucking little tabs little tabs and deal them out he didn't do that he gave me a four way and I was like oh I'm like all right I didn't I didn't know shit yeah, about nobody shit. I I the well, first time I saw it too I was like oh shit what do I so I go what do I do he goes put it under your tongue I said that's kind of that's like a postage stamp it felt kind of big to you yeah it's like that's a little too big i'm like i've seen people like did little dabs like little tiny things he goes no 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 he goes it's it's a weaker uh dose or something a weaker dose or some shit like that i'm like all right bet and i'm like put it under my tongue mind you i'm in science class and we're cutting up a frog it's a biology i'm so fucking mad because all of a sudden this little three foot Leprechaun looking motherfucker. I can to this day I can remember what he looked like. Ball headed. I mean not like shaven, but like smooth Bruce Willis bald. Oh shit. <laughs> Orange mustache curled up like little like a handlebar mustache. Yeah. Little goatee. Shiny green suit. Shiny green necktie. Lime green jacket. Little shirt. This motherfucker followed me for I was high for ninety six days, but I was still hallucinating. For 12 days after that. 96 days. Damn. I was in the hospital for 96 hours because they thought I was having a, a grand mal seizure. So this motherfucker, I'm beating the shit out of this imaginary little motherfucker for two and a half hours. Bust my knuckle. Not the, the, not the first time, the third time that, that month. So now this motherfucker is gone completely. Just, you could... So my dad comes to grab me. He goes, you're freaking out. So I don't see my dad. I start hallucinating really bad. Yeah. All I see is this big ass tree. This is before I knew about Groot. So, and he was like opening up to suck me into his into the tree so he can consume my soul. Holy shit! So I started trying to whoop on my dad, and he's like, and it just the tree just got tighter and tighter until I passed out. And that was just your dad. That was just my dad trying, <laughs> trying to keep me from hurting myself because he knew what I was on. So I go to the hospital. Leather straps didn't last. I whooped the shit out of a nurse. Oh, shit. So they got the... I don't know if you're old enough to remember uh, the rubber bungee cords. They used to tie down stuff. Yeah, okay. Okay, Like in the back of trucks or something like that. They had to use those. They used 134 to strap my ass down because I kept ripping the damn leather out and slapping the shit out of people. Holy shit. And that wasn't a bad trip? Did you feel like it was a bad trip? I thought it was... But then the third time I did acid, it kind of was like, it's okay. The first one was worth it. <laughs> the first one was beautiful. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. The, the third one, oh, my God. Ever been up to the Rock House in Hemis? I have not. Okay. Well, there's this, I doubt if it's still there, but there was this one area that had this big stone clearing. Okay. And every time I stepped in there, I felt like something was trying to talk to me. Oh, shit. And, you know, because I'm a very spiritual person. Oh shit! I don't go. I I feel people's energy before I like with you. I knew we'd be friends. 
Okay. Because you just have the energy that you want to be. You're just here. You're just trying to be who you are, not trying to fuck anybody's shit up. You know, and if you decide, and if people come and help you and you help them, it's all good. So, with that, that's how I feel, people. But in that little circle, I knew what I was doing because I had actually read up on the shit. So I took half the four way. And I tripped so bad. The good thing was, it's only like five hours. But I was on a piece of earth in the middle of space. Don't know why, don't know how the hell I wasn't dead. But I was talking to my, my grandfather and my great uncle. And they were telling me that I was destined for great things. Mm. And then they melted into one and turned to a giant dragon that wanted to eat my ass and I couldn't run. So for like six hours, five, six hours, I was just sitting there freaking the fuck out while my best friend, I can't say his name because he's no longer here, but uh, he kept telling me, you're going to be all right, brother. You're going to be all right. I broke two of his fingers. Dang. Because he went at me because I, I was trying to get jump off the damn ledge, 500 foot drop. So I'd have been like either, either dead or fucked up. Really badly. So, yeah. So he he grabbed me and he and I grabbed his fingers and I snapped him back. I said, "Not today, Satan." And he's all, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And then finally, somebody slapped the living shit out of me. Just like literally, just started whooping the shit out of me. I was like, "I'm fine. I'm good. We're we're, we're all right." That's when I switched to mushrooms. Ah. So much easier. And and do you feel like it was just the intensity of the trip? Like, have you ever had a trip like that on a mushroom trip? Um, no, I've never, I'm on mushrooms. You can feel it. Yeah. that You got, you got between 20 and 15 and 25 minutes to get that. You know how, what's going to feel. Yeah. And it stays that way. But there's a thing where they say drink orange juice before you do shrooms. It like intensifies it or something. No, it doesn't. Take a vitamin C tablet and it'll do, it'll, it'll do what they say. They say. Because it's the, the acid in the orange, it it uh it fucks with the psychedelics. Okay. So that's that's your psychedelic uh, tidbit for the day. There you go. <laughs> if you guys don't know, now you know. Right. And that's crazy to think about too, because <clears throat> those things again are illegal, but yet beneficial in a way. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of scientists talk about how like mushrooms kind of help some parts of the brain with like gray matter and shit like that. Yeah. Also that fucking people with like PTSD or addiction problems get a lot of help from actually doing psilocybin mushrooms and shit like that. Yeah. So how does that not indicate that we should be doing more testing and figuring out things about it, but it's not because it's illegal for whatever reason. Well, it's illegal because big pharma can't make money off of it. <clears throat> you did say that you're spiritual. Like, how does that, do you think that spirituality kind of entails why we're not like that? Okay, this is, this. I'm going to tell you how spiritual I am and okay. how fucking into hippie shit I am. <laughs> but fucking, I honestly think like we're just the species that has untapped potential in our brain. One of these things that can help us achieve this or unlock it is mushrooms or some kind of psychedelic psilocybin. Yeah. But people that do know how to tap into this higher ups, the one percent, the elite, don't right. want us to do it. That's why stuff like that has become illegal. Yeah, and I can see your point with that. Are you a conspiracy theorist? Do you believe in certain conspiracies out there? 
Oh, I believe in a lot of conspiracies. Do you believe 9-11 was an inside job? It had to be. Come on. All right. Well, you're, that's a good thing to talk to you about this, too, because you're a little bit older about the situation. I was... I can tell you where I was that day. Tell me about it. Let's talk about 9-11. If you're here listening right now, this is 9-11 talk. Because I had been to... My wife and I had divorced, and I was with somebody else. And I woke up, and I, I turned on the TV. I was expecting to watch My Little Night Rider and shit. Yeah, that's how old I So, and I, I'm not like, I seen the plane hit the first tower. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Okay, so I have to stop you there. You didn't see the plane hit the first tower. Nobody saw the plane hit the first tower. You saw a plane hit the tower, but not the first plane. Okay, I saw a plane hit a tower. Yeah, because that, okay, yeah. I'm just telling you this yeah. right now because that's what President Bush said. Yeah. And that's where we caught him in a lie. Like, what do you mean you saw it on TV? How did you see the first plane hit when nobody in the world saw it? Well, they saw it. It wasn't recorded. No. Yeah, well, whoever was in the building saw that plane come out. Yeah, they did. They <laughs> okay, did. Okay, so but somebody saw it. Not no <laughs> President Bush said, hey, I'm President Bush, and I saw it on TV. That's where the conspiracy comes in. Yeah. Okay, but so go on. Yeah. So I see it. So I turn off the TV thinking, okay, it's some bullshit. You know, some. Another some, question. Where were you? Were you in here in, in this yeah, state? Yeah, I was in Albuquerque. Okay. I was on Pennsylvania Central in a little shit department. I can take you exactly to that motherfucking department to this day. Fucking the ghetto, right? The war zone area. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, I grew up in that shit too. But go ahead. I, I, I worked at the Pussycat down the street. So I go back to sleep because I was working graveyards. And I'm like, okay, fuck it. So I get up again. And uh, next thing I know, it's about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And everybody's freaking the fuck out. Because <coughs> you know what's crazy, too? It was around the state fair time as well. Exactly. So everybody's tripping and like, what the hell? What the hell? And I'm like, I didn't think nothing of it. I went to work. And everybody's like, dude, we're closed today. Shit's not going down. Yeah, it's like, we're you're, you're getting paid for the day, but we're done. You know, we're locking the doors when nobody's going to work. Go be with your family. At the time, my family was on the other side of town. Okay, shit was good. So, the chick I was with, she's like, what happened? I said, plane just hit the Twin Towers. I said, it must have been, apparently it's the second one. And she's like, no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't. Like, yeah, it was. So, all day long, it just burned into my memory. I can tell you the damn color of the blanket I was <coughs> laying under. <coughs> it's fucking... I have so many intimate details of that one day. So now I know how my parents felt when Kennedy got shot. Right. Or some kind of tragic event. Yeah, some giant tragic event. I can tell you when the Challenger blew up, where the fuck I was. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Walking into my uh, my science class. that It had just happened. This My science teacher was crying. He was crying. Damn, that's a man of science right there. Because... The teacher had died, and then he was like, you guys don't understand what a what a tragedy this is. And I'm like, of course I didn't. I was fucking 13, man. What the right, hell do you yeah. give a shit about politics or anything that's important at 13? Yeah, it's hard to understand that shit, especially when they don't teach you it in school. Yeah. When I was 13, I discovered uh, 
Ooh, not gonna say her name because I still see her around. A woman, a lady, a girl, a hottie from hell. She had the cutest heart-shaped little butt. I used to fall around school just to see her butt. Damn, that's how bad I had it for her. Oh, a little bear. And I was like, eighth grade, end of the year. I told, I finally went up to her. I said, I think you're the cutest thing I've ever seen. And she tells me the worst thing you could ever hear from a beautiful woman. Ouch. Here we go. I like you as a friend. I was like, oh, man, my heart broke. Oh. That's no fair. That's that's a tragic. That's tragic when shit goes down like that. That was, oh, it's hurtful, man. My heart broke in two. Come summer. <laughs> All right, guys. Calm down. Calm down. All right. <coughs> Come summer, <coughs> I found the love of my life. <coughs> First love. <coughs> How long did... So when that happened, was that like your high school fling? That was my summer fling. <laughs> and I screwed it. That screwed the pooch so bad. Dang. Bear telling you how it is. You know, back then, I think it was easier, right? A lot of people say that back then, it was way easier to get women. Back then, you could lie your ass off and nobody knows shit. <laughs> now you can't say shit without having 15 different ways of proving that you do you what the fuck you say you do. Wait, wait, let, let me check. Let me check on social media right away. Right. Let me check. Let me see your Facebook. Let me see your uh, Instagram. What's your IG account number? I was like, that's when they're like, oh, you, you bullshitting. Yeah, right. Yeah, because you could spit some stupid motherfucking lines back in the day. Like, uh, I don't know if we talked about it last time, but uh, like there was some, the, the one, oh, is your daddy a thief? And they're like, why? Because he stole the stars and placed them in your eyes. Oh, God. I was like. And that gets some women. Some women would fall for that shit. Uh, that's crazy to think about, too, because, like, you know, those pickup lines, some women do like to hear that. You never know. Exactly. Some of the shittiest lines. I got laid with some really stupid shit. Oh, man. I told one girl out at Grand Central Station when it was back in the 90s. I told her, do you believe in them sight, at first sight? She said, no. I said, let me walk by again. So I turn around, walk back, and she's and I go, now do you love me? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, how the fuck did that work? How? She ain't even drunk. She's not even, never mind. I'm not, I'm not going to insult no women here today. But that's the, I, I see what you're saying, though. It's like the flattering, the whole intimate action. Yeah. I mean, people like that. People want to hear that. I mean, what's not to say if a woman came up to us and was just like, oh, you are the just sexiest thing I've ever seen. Like, obviously, we're going to fucking just be like, oh, my God. Oh, fangirl like a motherfucker. Right? Really? Me? No. And that makes <laughs> sense, too, because, yeah. like, people love that reassurance. Oh, yeah. And my wife jokes. I joke about She thinks I'm joking, but I'm like, I got to really watch what I talk, how I talk to women. Because apparently, when I talk to certain women, they get they think I'm flirting. And it's like, no, I was raised to be a gentleman, to talk to a woman like, you you know, if I can't say it in front of my mom, I can't, shouldn't say it in front of a woman. So these, 
some of them get mistake for what I uh, mistake my niceness for flirting. It's like, no, I'm just being like I was raised. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, I'm just being a nice person. Fucking. Yeah, it's, that's all it is. It's like, all I'm trying to do is be nice to people. If I compliment you, that's it. It's not, there's no hidden motive behind it. Like, I have burlesque dancer friends. I love them to death. And if I love what I po- they post, it's because it's beautiful. Because we have a friend's photographer. But, uh, oh, that reminds me. I have a, <laughs> I have a paid gig coming up at the end of the month. Really? Yeah. Nice. It's at a burlesque show at, at Sidewinders. <clears throat> it's a Roaring Twenties theme kind of thing. So, you know, I respect burlesque dancers because I never knew how much it took to go up on stage and... You know, they're just burying flesh. We're burying our souls out there. That's it. Yeah, to do anything like that. Yeah. Like, because I used to play in a band. Yeah. And it kind of has that same feeling. Like, right. I remember fucking going up up there with my guitar. Like, fuck, I better rock. Because if I'm not, what did I come up here for? And it's the same thing for comedy. It's the same thing for burlesque <laughs> dancing. <laughs> it's all how you feel inside. Yeah. And how you can present it in a professional, good way. But I like it though. It's fucking intense. <coughs> you like that shit, Bear? Whew, it's getting you good. That got me good. I'm good now. Good. All right, let's talk more. What What else do you what What do you uh What do you What do you like to uh, do for hobbies? Do you 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 look like the kind of guy who works with wood. <laughs> you look like a carpenter. Actually, I used to be. Yeah, what uh, you used to do that? Yeah, me and a buddy of mine used to. Um, <coughs> Make like little bears and little uh, little bullshits, like carvings and shit. Yeah, like carvings and stuff like that. And uh, when my dad got sick, I was like, you know, I, I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing this anymore. Okay. And he saw why. I said because if my dad turns for the worse, I want to be back in Albuquerque to go. You know, if he he does. So he got pissed, and we didn't talk for about five, six years. Yeah. And he calls me up one day. He's like, "Do you still have those those uh, the chisels and stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, uh, "What do you tell me?" He goes, "Oh, those were your dad's." I'm like, "I know." He's like, "How do you know?" I said, "Because he always burned his initials in the in the the butt of the the chisel." And he's like, "Yeah, well, your dad wanted you to have them." I said, "I know. That's why I took them." He goes, uh, "I'm not doing the bears anymore." I'm like, "Why not?" He goes, uh, my son was playing with some electrical, th- the the plugs, and plugged it in and sawed his hand right in half. Oh. I was like, because he's a dumbass, and he took off the safety. Yeah. And just sawed his goddamn hand in half. So like a, a skill saw or what yeah. kind of a skill saw? Yeah, because there were, he cuts, he, he would make bookends, really pretty bookends like unicorns and shit like that little kids would like and then he got into something else and he used a skill saw for most of it and he'd take off the guard he said it makes it faster i'm like no it doesn't man because if that thing kicks back it's gonna bite you he didn't want to listen so no that's one of those dang and was it like a really deep cut or did it completely literally cut him in half there's no fingers wow how did that, like, what happened right away? 
Like, you guys had to, like, literally cover that thing up, get him to yeah. the hospital, fucking... They wrapped him up, they put the, the fingers in the ice, took him down to the hospital, and by the time they got there, they couldn't save the fingers. Dang. It had cut so clean that it severed the, the nerves. By the time they got from Mountaineer to Albuquerque, the nerves had died. They couldn't replace them. So it's happening in Mountaineer? Yeah. It's crazy. I have actually some family in Mountaineer, too. I do. I think we are related. I have friend. I have family in Mountaineer, Santa Fe, Belen, yeah, Farmington. Lopez is all over, dude. Oh, yeah. We're everywhere. People are like, oh, my God. Do you, do you get this bullshit? How mm-hmm. come we don't speak Spanish? I, I speak Spanish, though. Yeah, but did you get... I get that shit. You don't speak Spanish. Yeah, right? the, why? Why don't you? You're ruining us all. You should speak Spanish. You, oh, my God. Oh, flashbacks. <laughs> you can oh see your grandma. My abuelita. You don't speak up Spanish. I'm like, yes, I do, abuelita. I don't speak it very well. That's why I'm talking talk in front of you Spanish because I feel disrespectful. She slapped me. Oh, man. That's disrespectful. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I can't. It's, yeah, my, I can't even believe my little brothers can't speak Spanish. Like. Come on, guys. You guys are, like, nine years apart from me. Like, we lived in the same house for a while. What happened? Yeah. But I guess it's just a, a thing, like, you know. Dep- like, a lot of Mexicans that have their second generation of kids here, I don't think they really know that much English or that much Spanish either. Like, No, because uh, my little sister does not speak any Spanish. And I'm like, but my little brother does. It's like we all grew up in the same house. Everybody, my dad spoke Spanish, my mom spoke Spanish, and they thought by talking Spanish we weren't going to understand what the hell they're saying. Yeah. But my best friend, his mom was still from Mexico, like literally like across the border. So she was always talking Spanish. So I picked up more Spanish. And when I came home, she's like, I was saying, you know, like, oh, if he doesn't clean his room, I'm going to whoop his ass. Yeah. Like, no, you won't. So I go clean my room and shit. She's like, how did he know? That's crazy. That, um, fucking thank you guys for joining. Thank you, everybody. Got a cute few thank people few people here. Uh, Gas Mask was saying, uh, Carpenter stories, we all have them. Laugh out loud. <laughs> and we could, I could imagine, my, I have a few friends that actually, he was uh, doing some chainsaw work outside, like, because uh, I used to live up towards uh, the Taos uh, and Santa Fe area. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, he was doing some work, and he actually, he told me the story. I wasn't there, but he literally sawed a big chunk of his leg off. Mm-hmm. Huge amount. The fact that he could even still walk and stuff is just amazing. Like, oh, yeah. That's one of those dangerous things. Like, how does that happen, though? Like, you would think safety first, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing is you get comfortable. The more you use something, the more comfortable you come get I, with it. I totally can see that. Yeah. Like, because I'm a chef, I yeah. cook at a retirement home, right? So I'm getting better at, with the knife. So you exactly. just see me start cutting like that. But when again, it's happened before. I'm just gonna fucking cut that little thing yeah. off again. When when you're not gonna be expecting it, snip. Ah! <laughs> that's the worst too. Yeah, just a tip. <laughs> <laughs> But supposedly that's what makes it look bigger. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so what's up, Bear? What, um, what do you do now? What do you do for a living now? Besides I, uh, comedy, besides hitting all the open mics all the time, you actually do grind a lot oh, yeah. compared to some other people. 
Yeah. Uh, and we just started, too. Yeah. I mean, that's what's crazy about this shit. Like, it's really just putting in the work. Once you start getting out there, you yeah. kind of see, like, the progression, how it works, what yeah. you need to get those showcases and stuff. Yeah. So, like, yeah, what do you what do you think? Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm out there, but I also screen print t-shirts. And okay. shit. I am really fucking high right now. So you screen print t-shirts? Yeah. That's pretty sick. Do you have like a little local business? Or do yeah, you do it's, it for... it's uh, down in uh, South, the South Valley. Give it, uh, give a shout out to it. What is it called? It's uh, Five Points Mercado, Big Bear t-shirts at 885 Sunset Road. Nice. And we have a uh, website, thebigbeartshirts.com. Okay, so I've actually seen some of your shirts, right? Yeah. I've seen your daughter wear them, I think, and yeah. stuff like that. Like the Sorry We're Stoned... Uh, I'm working on a ghetto Jesus one now. How do you uh, how do you market those? Have you market them? How do you market them? Oh, just on the web, like word of mouth. You have a website, yeah. The website that you mentioned. Do you guys have an Instagram page? Uh, yeah, it's a uh, Big Bear One. Big Bear One. Yeah. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, if I get it wrong, my wife will get all mad. Okay. But I'm pretty sure it's Big Bear One. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, about a year. I think nice. How do you how do you screen print? Do you do the old fashioned way with the square and like put the paint on there and squeegee it and stuff? Yep, that's it. I remember doing it in high school. Like, yeah, I, I had a graphic arts class and that was one of our projects of learning how to screen print. Yeah, and that's actually really cool. Like, once you get like do what you guys do intricate designs with like two colors and stuff like that. Up to three colors right now. Nice. See, and you're learning more. Oh yeah. Because nice. uh, there's some dudes that do it out in uh, Arizona coming up in a couple months. And if we do those, uh, they're going to teach us how to do some foil work. So it's it's really a weird process because you got to put your ink down and then you let it sit. You flash it and you you go back and you lay your gold or whatever and then you peel it off and it just like shimmers. Oh, okay. So it's it's some crazy shit. Nice. And that's for like designs on clothing and yeah. stuff like that. Like I say you want an eagle and you want it to like shimmer gold when so when you go in the sun it'll like actually shimmer. Yeah. So And there's a certain technique, it's not like screen printing. It's screen printing and then it'll extras. Okay. So it's like it's very it's not complicated, but it's hard to explain because I've been We've been doing it for about five years. Okay. So, and we used to go to Santa Fe and, uh, I can't remember the damn names right now, but there's some really, I know a date. Yeah. David and, uh, Ooh, I can't remember the other guy's name. I want to say Jeff, but I don't think it's Jeff. Jeff. My name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. (laughs) 21 Jump Street. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, they were really nice guys and they were showing us how to do like intricate designs and stuff. So they helped, you know, they, they really upped our game. So you guys uh, do the film cutting. You've cut all your stuff by film. Uh, no, actually we burn a stencil. Okay. And then the emulsion, it's like, it's very tricky to use. You got to have the right, the right amount of light. You can't have too much and you can't have too little or else it'll screw it up. But uh, it is the most time-consuming, but at the same time, the most rewarding thing I've ever done, besides stand-up. Nice. Because I get very zen. I'll go in there, I'll smoke a bowl, and I'll be like, oh, we're going to do this design. I'm like, okay, we're going to set it up. My wife will start, whatever, I'll help her wherever she needs it, and 
it's very calming. Okay. So, so you kind of do you print limited supplies of stuff? You're just like, okay, we're gonna do this design, and we're only gonna print so much amount, and we're gonna sell this much. Or do you kind of like give the people like an idea? You're like, I have a few designs out there. Which designs would you guys like to see on a shirt? What kind of what kind of methods do you use to get those designs out there? It's like actually a mixture of both because we have some that we have as a staple, like uh, "Sorry, We're Stoned." Yeah, shit like that. Yeah, and uh, she did one uh, Chi Chin Chong with uh, "Smoke Now, High Later," <clears throat> and uh, those are the ones we'll keep around because you know potheads are everywhere. Yeah, and they like they like stoner shit, and it's getting more. Available, yeah. yeah, it's being more mainstream now, so I'm really glad about that because I like to smoke weed, right? Remember back in the day, it was such a taboo. Oh my god, hey, que está haciendo fumando la marihuana? <laughs> hey, what do I smell over there? That, hey, fucker, what are you doing? The devil lettuce, <laughs> that's a good one, man. The preacher's gonna gonna come find you. Yeah, he's probably gonna try to smoke my shit too. Yeah, he's gonna do it, not tell us, that fucker. <laughs> Actually, my my priest did get high. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I, there's there's priests that probably do way more, so oh, <laughs> it's yeah, okay. That's, that's all right. I mean, he got high. I was about 12 when I found out he got high because we stole weed from my, one of my older cousins. Never smoked weed before. And we go behind the church because nobody goes behind the church. Yeah, there's no no one's gonna find you there either. Yeah, exactly. I could get away with smoking weed here. Yeah. So we start lighting up. We're coughing and choking and almost dying. And all of a sudden, he comes around. Preacher comes around the corner. He's all, "Qué estás haciendo, cabrones?" He goes, "Oh, give me that." And he took a hit of it. And he's like, "Where'd you get this?" Dang, he knows he knows what the good shit is. Oh yeah, I was like. I stole it from my cousin Porphy. Where did he get it from? I said, I don't know. I just took it from him because he had joints rolled up in the bag. How many did he have? Dang. Like, Where's the stash? <laughs> right? Where's so, the stash? So all of a sudden he goes, never mind, I'll ask him. And he took the damn joint. Man, that was a mad as fuck. You're like, what the fuck? That's like one of those bad cops that are like, oh, I pulled you over. What are you guys doing? It's like, we're smoking. I'm sorry. Give me your stuff. And they just like, all right, get out of here. Like, what the hell? You Come guys. Oh, uh, I heard a story. My friend. <laughs> it happens, dude. They do that shit. I know. You should use that in a joke, man. That shit's funny. <laughs> Fucking. I had a friend one time. He told me a story where he's like, oh, dude, they pulled me over. And they fucking. He got my pipe and he just threw it into the field. Because we lived kind of, like I said, in the Taos area, so it's yeah. like a mountain kind oh, yeah, of ish. Yeah. Like, you know, houses are like at least like a couple distance away and shit. So yeah. I guess he got pulled over. The cop saw that he was smoking. He's like, give me what you're smoking. And he's like, okay, this is all we have. Pulls out the pipe and he's like, oh, all right, I, w- I don't want you guys to do this shit again. Throws it in the field and then tells them to leave. <laughs> So then the next day, my friend just drives back and fucking goes looking at the... He was there for like a good hour or so, but he found it. He fucking found it. So that was all we needed at that point. See, I, everybody has a story, something like that. My dad had a story. They used to go drinking in Santa Fe. Damn, all the way in Santa Fe? Just well, to drink? Oh, no. He used to live out there. Oh, okay. So they'd be driving to Albuquerque and they, instead of... 
drinking at the bar, they'd drink on the way down. So he had a little hole in the in the floorboard, and when they were done drinking, they just let the bottle go through the bottom and smash out. I was like, wasn't that dangerous? He goes, no, nobody's on the roads. It's like after five, that shit, the it's city not, can roll yeah, it's down. A, it's not as bad. So he did that, and I was like, huh, interesting. So I decided to drill a hole in my truck, not realizing that the damn transmission. Bruh. So you went from the top? Yeah, I went. I didn't. I didn't think to look underneath the truck. <laughs> you know, seventeen, think you knew everything. So I started drilling, and I heard, I heard thunk. I'm like, "What the shit?" I hit frame. All right. So I tried yanking out the drill, and I'm like, "It's not going." And all of a sudden, I I work it loose, and transmission fluid right through to the damn hole. Holy like, shit! Oh, shit. My dad's like, "What'd you do?" I'm like. I think I just fucked up the transmission. First time I got to say the word fuck in front of my dad without him knocking the living shit out of me. Damn. And he's like, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, I got money saved. He goes, why? I said, I was going to move out, but I can't drive much. I can't drive anywhere if I can't move off, can't drive. Yeah. So I ended up spending like. 800 bucks. Damn. How did you start off? Just with like a little drill bit? Just kind of like start yeah. off with a small hole and then you're going to make it bigger as it goes yeah, along? Because my dad told me how to do it. He goes, drill three little holes, you know, as close as possible. Yeah. And then you can get the bigger drill bit in there so you can open it up to where the tin snips, which was what I was supposed to do. But me thinking in my infinite wisdom, uh. oh, I'm just going to get a big ass drill bit and go all the way through instead of the safe easy way no so I fucked up the transmission I spent 800 bucks maybe a year later I blew up the transmission and the motor at the same time ooh I was I changed the oil but I was I wasn't smoking a lot of weed I was actually doing a lot of shrooms so I changed the oil, or I thought I did change the oil. I ran it, let it run dry. Holy shit. She went into fourth gear, heard kaboom, and then about 20 feet later, I heard kathunk, and then the truck just stopped in the middle of, of going up towards Santa Fe on I-40. Yeah. Stop. I couldn't move. I was almost hit like 100 times. Holy shit. So after about an hour, cops came out and... They're like, what happened? I was like, I don't know. I'm driving a damn truck, and all of a sudden, boom, boom, and I'm done. My transmission had fell down and dug into the damn asphalt. So they had to bring it. So you're just dragging it and shit? Oh, yeah. So I had to bring a flatbed, a a forklift to pick up the truck, pull it out of the damn hole so I can put it on 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 a record, take it back to Albuquerque. Holy shit. And that bad boy's still running right out there right now. (laughs) <laughs> nope, got burned to the crisp. No, I wanted it to be the truck that's outside. It's still a beast. Oh, no, no, no. That truck got burned to the ground. Because I was about a month away from actually finishing a damn truck. Like building and shit? Oh, yeah. I had spent maybe 10 grand. What kind of truck was it? It was a 62 Chevy pickup. Ooh. Short wide. Get a picture of that up, but go ahead. 62, and it was, you said, right? Yeah, 62 Chevy. 
and I had it dropped. I had it juiced. I was like, I was like days away from getting it painted. Days, dude. So the day of the the day before, I went to uh, have it get painted. Take a look at these bad boys. Which one of these might remind you of the, that bad boy? That one right there. This gray one. Yep. That's that's pretty much what it looked like. Damn. But not with those ugly ass rims. Not with those ugly ass rims. No, they were with Dayton's. Look at those. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> and it was like the dude told me go go take it to the car wash, degrease it, and then call me after you're done. I said okay. He goes, I'll send a flatbed. Back then, you the cell phones sucked, man. No service. No, well, not service, but they just sucked. They just sucked because you had to pretty much scream in that motherfucker. Where was it? What, what kind of cell phone design was it? Was it the block still? Or was oh, it no, still... it was a StarTech. It was a little flip phone. Oh, it was still kind of a little still, more advanced. Yeah. You had, you'd be yelling, these two fools that were sitting next to me overheard what we were talking about, called their buddy. They brought a flatbed, took my truck. Oh, shit. And I was like, and I, and I called it. I said, dude, you got here fast. He goes, we haven't even left yet. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker. So I said, call the fucking cops. And this dumbass doesn't hang up the phone. And back then, if you didn't hang up the phone, you couldn't disconnect the call. You both had to press end. There was no like, you know, now you can just push the button. And oh, okay. So... This idiot's screaming, call the cops, call it. I'm like, hang up the phone. You hang up the phone. I'm like, you're the idiot that won't hang up the damn phone. So an hour later, the idiot finally hangs up, calls 911. Truck's been gone for like three hours. Yeah. So I give up all hope. I'm never going to see that damn truck again. I figure I'll collect the damn insurance money, which isn't. A quarter of what I put into the motherfucker. So I go home. My dad's all, what happened? I said, they stole the truck. How? I said, somebody overheard what we were saying and brought the flatbed, took off with the truck, and we're, it's done. <laughs> they just took it off. So flash forward about, believe it or not, nine months. I get a phone call. And back then, you had landlines. And you had two phone, two kinds of phones, either a phone with, that was mounted to the wall with a really long extension cord, or you had the little uh, rotary phone, right? Yeah, a little rotary phone with a long ass cord, but we had the one with, mounted to the wall. So it rings, and I jump out of bed, and I'm like, "It's for me." And my dad's like, "How do you know?" I said, "I don't know. I just know." I feel it. <laughs> I feel it, and. I call this like detective blah 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 from APD and I'm like what we found your truck I'm like shit I said what's left he goes the shell's still here the frame's still here the motor's partially here suspension's completely gone I'm like fuck okay so I go up it's burned to a crisp you can put your hand through the metal where it burned through okay it was gone by 15, no, 50 grand in that truck. Fuck. All gone. All gone. No, nothing in it. Nothing recoverable. Nothing. I got 10 grand for the frame 
and eighteen hundred for the body, and they gave me thirty eight thousand for the truck. So I didn't recoup nothing. Damn. So I mean, I've had classic cars. I've had new cars. You name it, I've had it. You've done it all. SUVs. SUVs. Pickup uh, trucks. Sedans. Limousines. Limo. What? Dead limousines. I had one for five months. I was in. Well, I kind of, I kind of cheated somebody out of it. I should say. Did just like, yo, bro, can I borrow your car? No, we were playing poker, and I can't play for shit. This is no joke. I'm not. I don't. I can't play for shit. No, I don't know how no to play pro, poker. No pro. No nothing like no. that. I lucked out and pulled four aces. Out of my ass. I don't know how it happened. It's just the luck of the cards. Yeah, that was it. And I was like, I was like, am I channeling my dad? The heart of the cards. Right. Okay, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> I that reference. I love that cartoon. But yeah, I pulled out four aces and the dudes are like, you cheated. I'm like, how? You know, I'm not touching the cards, just the ones in front of me. And he argued for all about two seconds. He's like, nope, you couldn't cheat it. I said, yeah, because I can't play for shit. <laughs> I said, we've been playing like for four hours and I've lost like 700 bucks. Yeah, this is the time that I started to cheat. Yeah, this is the time I wouldn't have done it before. So I ended up with a limo for about five months. And it was fun. I didn't have a chauffeur's license, but I was still charging people $125 an hour to drive that son of a bitch. No, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's sick. Yeah, how you, was it a pretty big stretch limousine or what? Maybe like three. I don't know. I don't know how you measure a limousine, but I could fit twenty eight people in that motherfucker. Okay, comfortably. And if they wanted alcohol, it's one hundred eighty five dollars an hour. Ah. And I would never buy good shit. I'd buy the cheapest shit. <laughs> keep up, get a classy bottle. They don't know the difference. And so. still be able to make some profit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, that was the one rule he told me, dude, just get a really nice decanter, put cheap shit in there, make sure it's chilled because it's, when it's chilled, it tastes better. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And then you could, what you do is you, you have the decanters tilted. Mike, why tilted? He goes, they think it's breathing and it's bullshit. There's no thing. Whiskey doesn't breathe. Wines need to breathe. Okay. A big difference. I don't know why I know so much about wine. I can't stand it. You don't like wine? Nope. I've never really been a big wine fan either, but there are some good wine. Yeah. Have like some kind of a good taste, but I'm not really a big fan of it either. There was a restaurant up on Central. I think it was Nendel's. They had this real nice house wine. It tastes like a combination of strawberries cherries and kiwi and you, t you you can taste that oh you can taste all that that's so good and i i don't like one and i was like oh this is delicious so we bought a bottle and they said if we're buying one we'll give you one free well i lost the bottle and i can't find it and i'm pissed and where I saw it, she still swears that we drank the damn thing <laughs> i'm like no we didn't because we totally hit that and because I would remember, because that, that wine just, oh, my God. It was like, I've never tasted anything like that. And I've had, I've been in California for about a year. 
for uh, no, it's truck driving. And there's a Cabernet something, I don't know, it's some vineyard out there. It's, it's like $25,000 a bottle. Damn. And they only produce like 5,000 bottles a year, which is apparently nothing for wine. So I tried it and I'm like, it's good, but not great. It's just like, I don't know, just like, I don't feel about, I don't, I don't like wine because it's just like, it's like the first time you take a psychedelic. You feel yourself leave the body, but you don't want to believe that you're leaving your body. Okay. That's the feeling I get with wine. I don't like that because wine, I don't know who will come out, so to speak. Okay. Because I used to be a... I used to be very violent back in the day. And... I don't like being that person. And I told my wife, I said, that's why I stay high. But not to the point where I can't co be coherent in talking and talk to somebody and retain what I'm talking about or you know, what you're saying. And she's all, why? I said, because if I don't, I'm going to get angry. I'm, I'm not going to turn into the Hulk, but I'm going to be so angry. I'm going to start. I'm going to hurt somebody. I don't like that person. Yeah. Because that's very dangerous for me. I hurt somebody a long time ago, and uh, to this day, he's still at the hospital. That's how bad I beat him. So it's pretty bad, yeah. So that's why I'm like, I like to be high. And then, too, you got to realize that inside of that, laughing, the comedy aspect, always having some kind of leeway of like getting things across and shit yeah. it's always a, a amazing relief like don't get me wrong i love going up there and making fun of other people but making yeah. fun of myself makes it even better too yeah because i mean that's what half of the stuff is is going up there and presenting yourself in a very funny way yeah and i totally get what you're saying too it's just like it helps it, it leaves you like smoking the weed fucking hanging out doing like chill things and stuff yeah. like oh man that's just that's a, a zen kind of life a fucking exactly buddhist monk kind of <laughs> shit thing going on right. there like that like uh, monday at the speakeasy when you came at me i was like and i was prepared for you and i was just like stuttering like a motherfucker i was like but usually i'd beat the hell out of myself i'm like oh you dumb motherfucker you had all this shit to give him and nothing and I was like, I just said, the hell with it. It was funny. Yeah. I said, it, it gave you a chance to breathe, to collect your thoughts and, get, and you know, deliver a pretty good set. So I was like, because Zach, I know he wanted to roast me. I mean, he did that later on that night, but uh, Wednesday at, at, at Red Door, he looked at me and apparently I, he didn't say shit to me. He didn't even tell me hi. Really? Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I wasn't mad at nobody. I was expecting shit. If anybody, if you would have said shit about me stuttering, I would have been laughing my ass off because that's funny. It wasn't scripted. We didn't plan anything. I mean, we had planned some shit, but it wasn't that. Yeah, it's not. But it was funny. And I'm like, my dad used to tell me, if you can't laugh at yourself, you have no business laughing at anybody else. So if I flounder on stage, which I know I have, 
I mean, I'll catch myself before I'd be like, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, sh- uh, duh, duh, duh. let me just, I'm just going to go now. <laughs> let me just say something. <laughs> Trying to just spit something out. Yeah. When you, when you actually have the time to collect your thoughts and actually say something that's funny. Yeah. Cause it, the, like, again, dude, the first time I went up there, dude, oh, it was horrible. I felt it so bad. Like, oh man, it just, just felt so weird, you know? Yeah. But slowly going at it, you learn kind of like building the comfortness. Like, oh, okay, that joke didn't hit. Breathe. Let's try this next one. Yeah. And then it goes off and on. And I love that shit. Comedy is really like, I think it's a great like therapeutic kind of thing. Yeah, it is because, you know, you can tell your life story. And people aren't going to know how much is real and how much is bullshit. But like the ghetto Jesus, that really happened. I was so baked. I was like, and all I could think of, because I was standing there in line, I was like, what I was thinking at the time was, why do we have toes? Why, you know, if, and then I was like, and I started thinking, if we don't have toes, then we won't have balance and then we'll fall flat on our faces. I'm like, and that's all that was running through my head. You're like, that has to be the reason. It has to be in this. And that's when that little old lady was like, just like glaring at me. You know, that abuelita stare. I was like, oh my God. Flashbacks to a kid. Just gives that look. Just gives that look. I'm like, ooh, I, what did I do wrong? What the fuck uh, did I do wrong? That's uh, all that was running through my head. And I was like, wait a minute. My abuelita's been dead for like 20 years. So I, I looked at her and I'm like, and I was like, abuelita, what did I do to you? I don't like you. I'm like, uh, oh my God, no. Like, please, God. And she had this crucifix. I swear to God, it was, that's what was giving her like hunchback. Yeah. She was like, this big ass cross. Uh, it looked like an old 80s, <laughs> it looks like an 80s uh, thing that they used to use. It was like a cross that you can twist open and do coke out of. Uh, that's a first for me. Yeah, it's, Oh man! Wow, that's how old I am. I wonder what it's called. Uh, I kind I think I know what you're talking about, but I'm not too sure. I'm just fucking. Yeah. It's like a crucifix, but it actually is a coke spoon, and you can put coke in the in the crucifix. Oh, okay. So in the '80s, that was like pretty much all the damn every movie had one of those kind of. Okay. So, one of those little pouch things, some yeah. kind of like thing to have it on you. Yeah, it's like it's like literally like a like a rosary. But the the cross is a little bit bigger. Okay. And it, you unscrew the top, and out comes a spoon, and the bottom of the cross has a Coke. So then you pull it out, and you know, do your little snort. <laughs> but that's what I thought it was at first. And when she called me Ghetto Jesus, I was so damn high. I, I, <laughs> I was like, literally, I literally had to put the, the monsters down, and I was like, I was holding on to the damn counter. I was like, no, no. I was like, God, please just let me get through this. I'm too high for this shit. And she went on. She chased after me with her video camera saying that she's going to call the Vatican because I'm impersonating Jesus Christ for money. I was like, you are completely bananas. I'm like, seriously. <laughs> no one's going to listen to this. And then, uh, what was it? Uh, last night. Uh, Ian and his friend were there and I was walking across the street with my daughter and uh, the dude said, hey, you're the ghetto Jesus. Nah. And then the funny thing was this dude walked by and he had some 
thick, long black hair, big old beard. I'm like, that's the real Jesus. That's the God's favorite. Right. <laughs> and uh, Nico's all like, that's funny. I said, really? You thought that was funny, dude? I was like, it's fucking around. So I, I said, give it up for my my the, my good the good brother Jesus. Right. I go the favorite one and this the lady in front. She was so pissed off. <laughs> you can see it too. Oh god, I saw that. She was like, "I better explain why I just fucking threw did you know, threw Jesus under the bus." See, ah oh, man, and that's so bad that it feels like you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, you shouldn't have to explain your joke or have to tell what the. That's what they're there for. It's there for that reason. Because yeah. uh, I because I thought that was funny. It's like yeah. right away I thought about that. I was like, oh my god, that fucking does look like Jesus. And then Bear, you know, just like a, a, a ghetto or version. Yeah, I have I have a. I'm gonna modify the ghetto Jesus a little bit. Get it a little more. Yeah, I got a little uh, crown of thorns coming. Oh shit! I'm gonna sew it to the bandana. Oh shit! And then I'm gonna turn around and have the little, <laughs> little the holes in the hand. We're like, hey guys. And like, do I look like Jesus to you? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That would be a good one. That's so, some shock value too. A lot of people oh, yeah. would just be like, "It's like, what the fuck?" Oh, and then us comedians are gonna laugh because we already know oh, yeah. what you're trying to portray. Oh yeah, you're gonna see me take off a, a beanie, and it's like they're gonna be like, "Oh, I know what's coming." But yeah, that get with Jesus. I'm, I had this lady, uh, the next uh, aisle over, and she's dying. And she's all, <laughs> she calls, did you guys, are you on that uh, Tick-A-Tock? I'm like, what the fuck is a Tick-A-Tock? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, Tick-A-Tock. I'm like, oh, TikTok. I said, you're talking about those little, like, videos and shit. She goes, yeah, were you filming? I said, no, did you? She's like, no. I'm like, no, ma'am, this lady, I don't know this lady from Adam. And she's all. Oh my god! I thought you were doing one of those TikToker things. I'm like, it's TikTok. TikToker. I was like, oh my god! And I tried to incorporate that into the joke, and it was like, it just wasn't plain. I was like, yeah, the hell with that! I'm just drop that. But I'm I. Uh, David Knight, you know, a lot of people don't like him. I mean, he's okay with me. I don't get why the I don't I'm I guess I'm too new to the scene. Yeah. We're too new to the scene to understand this whole but I, I think it's a cool guy too. I mean I had him on the podcast last night. Yeah. He was a pretty fun guy. Yeah, he you know, he said he had a really good time over here. Because yeah. when you when Nico said you you and Nico said, you know, we should do a podcast, I was like, Yeah, that'll work. Cause I did one with John Quillard and uh, Kevin Baca and that was fun. Yeah, that that was, that looked pretty cool too. And then you said you wanted me to do a podcast with you. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Because this, I know, because my wife saw, he's a comic book nerd. I said, yes, he is. I said, that's why we talk. And yeah. I, said, I feel the vibe he's giving out. And it's somebody that, you know, that's watched the whole Dragon Ball Z saga and knows Scion from Super Scion and who's who and what's what. Yeah, we're relatable. Yeah. And she's like, how do you know? I said, I can feel it. And she's like, but how do you know? I said, it's, I don't know. I just feel, you know, who I can talk to. Because David tells me, you know, you should try and work the room. I'm like, okay. And then, uh, you know, I hang out with Troy. And, you know, he does uh, like a little thing with us every once in a while to uh, to sharpen up our comedy skills. So he said, work the crowd. 
and I had all this thing planned for this shit planned for David, and Shandine walks in, uh-huh. and uh, and earlier I had been on Facebook at another uh, when I was at work, and she had posted that since Latinas will just stab you out of the blue, and I posted, oh hell no, you're Latina, you never out of the blue bullshit. You warn fuckers you right. get stabbed. That's why I was asking if you're dating, because if you're dating Latina, they will warn you. Right, they're like, hey, how's it going? I might stab you. I may stab you later, I don't know. I don't know, but I I might love you and stab you. See, you know, Kevin kind of like, eh, whatever, but uh, no, I'm not going to go into that, because that's... Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that. that's that's it's over. And- I mean, that's what's funny about the whole the comedy scene is I feel like we're in fucking high school, bro. That's all high school shit. A bunch of cliques again, a bunch of kids that like each other more than other people. But yet yeah, we all have to kind of go to the same school. Yeah, I I get that, but I mean, that's how I see it. I see your point, but I'm I'm like, I have told been told by a few comics that I'm very personable, and. At first, I thought, are they insulting me? You know, they are they like literally like saying, "Oh, you're a nice guy, but you're not funny." And I'm like, and then David comes up to me, and he's like, "Hey, bro, <laughs> hey, bro, I'm not, I need to say something." I'm like, I can't do his voice. I'm like, what? He goes, "You should really work the crowd." And I'm like, he goes, "Let let people see who you really are." So I'm like, okay. So Shandine came in, and I was like. And I just started in on her, and I was like, I got her pretty, I think I got her pretty good, because she kind of flubbed her first set Yeah. at Silva. And I was like, I was like, I'm like, maybe she did that on purpose, or maybe she's trying to get, like, I don't know, it was just weird, because I got a friend request from like 10 minutes later. Uh. <laughs> and then uh, I did the UCF with 600 Productions, you know, Troy and them. Yeah. And like, Two weeks before that, Jamar, I had never heard of him. I mean, I I don't know who he is. I, I'm not trying to, this is not a, a slam on any, on him or anything, but all of a sudden he started showing up to open mics. I'm like, I thought, is he trying to get in my head or is he trying to sharpen his skills? You know, because I get a little paranoid when people like show up when I'm supposed to do something with them. Oh, okay. But like, like me and you wouldn't. With the setup to the podcast, that's that's not a problem. But you know, and if I had, you know this UCF, I didn't know what to really expect. I mean, I've seen it happen, but it was like it's completely different on stage. Okay, and it's always different. It's always yeah. something. No, different. the the subject matter is always different. But I mean, if you get a chance, man, if you ever get invited, do it. It is a f- really fun. I'll go. Just let me know. I'll go support you. Yeah, because it was fun as hell. But uh, I went up against Ian. Uh, Jamerson, I think his last name is, and he got the first round. I mean, yeah, you know, he's seasoned. Yeah, he's you know, a veteran. I, yeah. Second round, I got him. He didn't know my wife was in the audience, and I told him, "Bro, I bet you I can make that girl laugh." One word, and he's all, "Bet." I'm like, and I look at my wife. I said, "Focus," and she crunches up her face like, "I'm not gonna laugh. I'm not gonna laugh," and she can't help it. Because the backstory is, I, <laughs> there's a joke that I, I, I used to tell us in high school. This is how old this damn joke is to me, probably older than I, I know. And on our first date, I was nervous. You know, I'm. You know, people see me now, and I'm not. 
I'm a completely different person, but I'm like 24, 25. I'm still a little kid inside. Yeah, you're still finding yourself. Yeah. So I don't normally how to act around a pretty woman. So I tell her, you know, hey, I, I'm going to tell you a joke before we go anywhere. And she's all, why? I said, because it'll make you laugh. And if I hear you laugh, I can relax. So she goes, okay, what is it? I'm like, all right. This guy comes from, you know, Europe. He's never seen African-American people. Yeah. And he's uh, he goes to Chicago. And he sees two African-American women down on the, on the bus. And he goes, excuse, may I take a picture of you? I have never seen African-American women. I think you're so beautiful. I would like to take a picture. And they look at each other and like, yeah, sure, go ahead. He goes, excuse me, I must focus. And one first African guy, he looks at the other one. She goes, focus? He don't even know us. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I, I told that 20 some, 21 years ago. Wow. Yeah, 21 years ago I told her that joke. But yet she still re she and, references, she knows it, a yeah, callback. It's a callback from way back. So, I mean, it's... People like and they're like, oh, you know, you you do you like to fuck around, and I'm like, yes, I'd love to fuck around. I'll fuck around with you. I'll fuck around with whatever. But I don't fuck around. And people are like, oh, you you pretend you're poly. I'm like, you can't pretend that shit. You you know or you don't. Yeah. You know, so there's no because my wife's like, oh, you're not because blah blah blah. And I'm like, it's not all about sex. I have very personal relationships with some of my friends that I consider family. Like, you know, you're slowly becoming family. Yeah, that's how it happens with yeah. a lot of people. And I've always only been drawn to people that are like-minded. Every time I get into something, I used to be, in, I mean, I still am into cars, but... Now that I got a little older, I want to. I want to take my time and do it right. So in that scene, I was like the popular kid in high school. It's weird. You know, well, my mom wasn't the best person to me, and you know, if she ever sees it, I don't care. No, I hear you, bro. I come from the same kind of background. So, you know, she used to be really mean to me when I was a kid, and I was like, so now. I try to, I, people don't believe some of my comedy. It really happened. It's like, it does. Yeah, what do you want me to say? It's like, I can't help what happens to me. I mean, strange shit happens on the regular with me. I think that's what brings out the best in people, too. Yeah. Because I had this one girl come in today, and she's like, I know you. I'm like, girl, I don't know you. You're what, I told you, you're what, 14, 15? I'm 17 and a half. I'm like, I mean you're 17 like whatever i you don't know me i seen you on the used tube the fuck is a used tube uh, like, you mean youtube he, yeah that's what i said oh my god oh my god apparently about a month and a half ago right before it got cold it was at the red door downtown I got so blazed out. I didn't. I didn't edible, which I hadn't done edibles in about four months. So, oh man. 
and then we smoked. Uh, it was it was a, it was unicorn poop, but this shit was so dank that the oil would saturate the damn rolling paper. So it was like resonated. Oh god, so glossy. Yeah, we got like maybe an eighth of the way through that joint, and we we're baked as fuck. <laughs> then I come go to the red door, and I don't remember. Somebody got me high again outside. You want to hit? Yeah. And next thing I know, I'm like four deep in that motherfucker. I was there like, we go. fuck. But that was the first night I didn't, I was by myself. And I didn't know anybody that well, so I didn't trust him with my phone. You know, yeah. just, you, you know you, you, you're leery. I don't give a shit who you are. You're a little bit racist about everybody. And I was like, fuck. And somebody said they had it recorded, and I can't remember who the hell it is anymore. But... She said she saw me on YouTube. She said it was the funniest shit I've ever she's ever heard, which was about the time I almost polished up the Cholo GPS. Okay. So if anybody sees seen me in an open mic, seen the video about Cholo GPS, just right some footage of it somewhere. Just somewhere, send it to. Uh, damn it! I can't. The website big. Uh, uh, Send it to my uh, the email, bigbear underscore t-shirts at yahoo.com. Yahoo. Or Gmail. One of those two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play a little safe. And please send me that video. That'd be so, I'd be so appreciative. But yeah, she's like, I mean, I've had so much weird experiences in my life. Um, You've heard of the story of the, the, Llorona, the Llorona, right? Yeah. Okay, I was uh, 16. It was two of my cousins. Oh, shit. It was it was Coors and 528 where the McDonald's is. Yeah. There's a ditch behind McDonald's. And uh, I asked my dad, please, can I borrow your fishing rods? Please, I'm begging you. And he goes, oh, why? I said, put, there's catfish in a ditch. I mean, they were like, I'm not kidding. They're about a good 14, 16 inches long. Big fuckers. And my dad says, what are you going to do with them? I say, we're going to clean them. We're going to eat them. And at the time, I really didn't like seafood. And just it was just disgusting to me, texture thing. Yeah. So we ended up catching, oh, God, about maybe 25 catfish, about 40 minutes. So it's about 4.30, and it's about mid-July. And we look over, and we see this woman. Walking in my stupid cousin, he's all like, oh, sexy, come here. Oh, oh I want to do so many things and blah, 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 and yada, yada. And, and then I noticed her ass wasn't touching the ground. There was no footprints. There was no dust kick up. She was floating. And he's like, oh, baby, let me see them titties. And then her ass floated the fuck across the ditch. I ran. Oh shit! Fuck my dad's cooler. Fuck his fishing rods. Fuck my cousins. I was gone. I ran the fuck back to McDonald's, and my, I didn't. My dad's all, "Where's my? Where's your cousins?" I'm like, "Oh, where's my shit?" Oh, so he slapped me, and I'm like, "And my guy was like, we go. I go, why'd you hit me?" He goes, "You said kept saying, oh, where's my stuff? Over there. Why?" I said, my cousin was talking shit to some lady. She floated across the ditch, and we ran. 
the fuck get in the truck. So we get in the truck and we start hauling ass down there. And my cousin's all white as a ghost. My other cousin's throwing up in the in the gutter. <clears throat> so we go and we get the damn uh, fishing poles. We go to pick up the damn ice chest. I shit you not. Burned into the damn ice chest's pair of hands. Oh, shit. My cousin still has that damn cooler to this day. With the, the burn marks? Mm-hmm. My dad's all, you can keep it, throw it away, keep the fish. I don't want nothing to do with that shit. Let's keep that juju out of here. Mm-hmm. And to this day, my cousin's been in and out of prison so many damn times. Damn. So, I, I mean, everybody. It's a curse? Think it's a curse? I think it's a curse. Because this dumbass is talking shit. <clears throat> but everybody believes something. Yeah. Oh, uh, another thing is they're Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, oh, there you go, right? Yeah. Because I wanted to talk to you about it, and I was like, my parents used to be Jehovah's Witnesses. And that is the most, that's one of the most fucked up religions. I mean, not the beliefs that they have. I agree with a lot of them. But the way they run their shit. Okay. It's like, you got to keep up with Brother Jones, and Brother Tom over here has this, and you ain't got that, and you need to prosper. It's like, it's just a bunch of bullshit of one-upmanship. Yeah. I figure if you have God in your heart, you don't need to go to church. That's true. Because when I, 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 used to, I used to go in Santa Fe when I was younger. It was about maybe 17 or shit. So you grew up in that kind of area. You know how fun it is. Yeah. You grab, grab a four-wheeler and take off or grab yeah, a bike and shit. Check out the mountains, <laughs> the trails and shit. Yeah. Take a twenty-two rifle with you and go fucking shoot shit. Right. And that's what we used to do back in the day because that's we didn't, <clears throat> we didn't have the, what do you call it, the, the technology you guys have. I mean, you do now, but you but didn't We do have now, but not back then. then. It yeah. was like... If we missed a TV program, you were done. You you yeah. were out of the damn loop. You, you're lucky if you get to watch it again. Yeah. You're lucky if six months later you get a rerun. Yeah. But, you know, and I was thinking about, like, well, kind of, how does it say, say it, waxing philosophical, I guess, about my the TV shows I grew up on. Yeah. Like the A-Team. Okay, yeah. Could never happen now. Facial recognition. They'd be they'd be busted the first time the first time they walked in the damn Walmart. It's like who's that right there? There's Mr. T. Get him. <laughs> Get him. He's done. But uh oh I don't know if you were there. Uh, it's about two or three weeks ago, uh Swamp was on stage and this dude was heckling him and all of a sudden all I flashed back to was how high when uh, Method Man and Red Man were all, get him. Uh, and I started doing that at Swamp. I said, get him. And Swamp was like, we were playing off each other. It was like, it was just, it just amped him up. And I was like, at the end of the, end of the night, this guy comes up to me. He's like, did you guys plan that? I'm like, no, I didn't. I said, honest to God, it just came out. I just said, I saw him, him up there and I saw the braids. I'm like, damn it, Method Man. And it was like. Here it comes. Here right? it goes. And you felt it. I like, felt it. Get him. And then he kept going. Yeah, right? he, he went after him and he like tore him up. I was like, and he's all, Barry, what the fuck was that? I said, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I got possessed by Red, by red Man or something. He started laughing. And he goes, you might N-word. And I was like, I know, fam. 
But see that, and then like tonight, me and Dave were talking. And he goes, you grew up with, I go, I said, I grew up with people like Swamp. I grew up with the gearheads, the bikers. You know, I grew up in a neighborhood where we had cholos helping gangbang, you know, ch- the, 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 cholo, the, the, chop, uh, the motorcycle guys. Yeah, like bikers and yeah. cholos. Yeah, so it didn't matter because when it came down, that was our neighborhood. Yeah. So I have respect for motorcycles and lowriders. I mean... My very my very first dream car was a 1949 Mercury. Okay. That's uh, a good car, too. I've oh, seen it before. I had one for five whole hours. And then the dude backed out of the damn deal. I was crushed. Because me and my dad had a falling out about... about <clears throat> 23, 22. He kicked me out of my out of his house because I disrespected him. And to the to this day, I still feel guilty about that. That was the worst thing I ever done to him. I had brought a girl in when I was living with another girl, screwing around with that one, and he busted me. And he wasn't mad about me bringing another girl in. He was mad at me. By not talking to him. He wouldn't have said nothing. It was none of his business What if I was cheating on my girlfriend. Yeah. So he kicked me out and we didn't talk for a while. And uh, when I got the Mercury, I was going to give it to him for his birthday. 125 grand that I got. I'm not going to say how, but I had it. And he wasn't, and the guy gave you the car. Gave me the car, signed a title over, but he gave a stipulation I wasn't paying attention to because I was so in love with that car. He had done everything I wanted to do. The only thing I was going to do was change the hubcats to spinners. Yeah. And I was going to give it to my dad because that was his very first car. And he stipulated that he had 24 hours to renege on the contract because it was his father's car. His fool waited till I got everything set up to ship the damn thing back to Albuquerque to back out of the deal. Damn. So that's my Eleanor. The one that got away? Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you for getting the reference. I love that damn movie. It's... I love cheesy movies, but I love good movies, too. Yeah. What did you think of Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson? It was okay. I mean, based off of the anime, obviously, I really like the cartoon, the animes and shit, but it was good. I mean, the only thing people always say is that when they try to make an anime into a live action, it doesn't end up so well. Old school Dragon Ball Z, and then they made an, like, I forgot who the actor was, but the first live action Dragon Ball Z was a total failure. Yes, big time. So, like, that, I don't know, those ideas, I mean, kind of got shot in the wind. It all just depends on who does it, too. Some people can really make a good idea come out. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was okay because I loved the original. Oh, my God. That's what I, that was my very first anime that I've ever seen. Yeah. And then uh, it started Dragon Ball Z. My buddy got me hooked on the comics. Nice. And he's all, 
dude, don't read the comics. Read the graphic novels. Read the graphic novels. I'm like, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. Shut up. So he went down to, uh, well, Hastings isn't here no more. Went to Hastings and they were clearanced. Half price here, all 99 cents. I bought the first six volumes for 12 cents a piece. Damn. I had I had those damn things up until my daughter turned ten, and then they disappeared. Really? Yep. They were in a box, a sealed box. My wife never moved it, never touched it. She, even as mad as she got, she never messed with that because she knew how much it meant to me. And it's gone. Just gone. Just dust in the wind. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't blame anybody, but it's weird. It just disappeared. But then again, my dad likes to fuck with my head. Yeah, I could see that too having something around and it's just like gone like what happened you give it away or just fucking threw it out or something what the fuck yeah it's like i know i'm i'm dominating the conversation you're the you're the guest bro we're here to we're here to learn about bear today bro i appreciate this man i really do yeah that's what this whole thing is because like i said when when i first saw you thought you might like my little brother you're like you look like my little brother and i was like like I said, we had a little falling out, but <clears throat> now it's getting better. And uh, the last time we talked, we t- he talked my ear off two and a half hours. Oh, shit. And I just sat there and I was like, he was, it was like he was, we were, we were kids again. Because he's uh, 11 years younger than I am. Okay. And he was five and I'd get home from school and he'd like just, ramble on about his day and I didn't realize at the time I was always listening to what he said because like I said my mom she was horrible to me but she loved my little brother and uh, <clears throat> what had happened was is one day we were playing around and I was swinging by his arms I dislocated his shoulder uh, not on purpose yeah. it was never malicious I loved my brother to death and I felt guilty, and my dad's all, you know, did you do it on purpose? I said, Dad, we're just playing around. I said, you know, I would never hurt him. And he goes, I know, but your mom thinks you did it on purpose. I said, no, I would never hurt my little brother. Not until he turned older than I wanted to kill him. But so we went to the That's doctor. That's a good joke. That's like really good in itself. <clears throat> we went to the doctor, and the doctor popped it back in, and he was telling everybody, my brother did this to me. And I was like, I felt like I was like, you like, know, yeah, nothing. And he come up to me and goes, it's okay. You didn't do it on purpose. I told mom that I'm like, man, my little baby brother's defending my ass. And uh, <clears throat> when we got older, I hated him so much because people fawned over him. He's so cute. What happened? How come your brother, you know, and it's always always being compared that my brother was better looking than I am. So when people compliment me or they say I did a good set, the back of my head I'm thinking, like, did they really believe that I was funny or they just, you know, feeding my ego? But now when I, I can I can differentiate uh, who is genuine, who is bullshitting me. You could feel it. Yeah, um, I because. Like I said, I go I go on stage high because if I don't, I can't. I get inside of my head, and I get too inside of my head, and I I start fucking up my jokes, and I can't catch myself, and I panic. 
But if I get the right amount of high, it just flows out. Yeah. And you can tell, too, like, when you're not as nervous, your jokes flow a lot easier. Yeah. Like, I've heard your Cholo GPS joke so many times that I can tell when you're a little nervous. Yeah. And when you're not, I'm just like... Oh, come on, Barry. You're, you're, what's, what are you nervous about this time? And then yeah. the next two times you'll do it, and it's just like, damn, there you is. That's how it hits all the time. Yeah. So it's crazy how it works, too, because it, it is where we do it at, too. Exactly. You never know who's going to be there, how many people are going to be there, the type of people that are going to be there. It always brings in the factor of how those jokes hit. Yeah. Especially when you start, you have a good joke. And you have a good premise, but you don't have that ending quite right. The Red Door on Candelaria, that's what gets me, because that's where I first started. That's where I did my very first... Open mic. Bullshit open mic. And I was like, literally like... (laughs) Thank you. And then I was like, I'm done. And and Kevin, Kevin Baca straight up looks at me and says, you know what? You'll be back. I was cursing everybody in the bar. Fuck everybody. You guys suck. I don't want to do this ever again. Fuck this. Fuck, fuck that. you. Fuck off. Fuck, fuck everybody. I was like, what's the matter? I'm like, fuck this bullshit. I ain't doing it again. <laughs> Next week, my ass goes back up there. But it was actually after my birthday. A friend of mine gave me an edible of a caramel. Oh, shit. And... My wife goes to eat it. I'm like, it's an edible. And she's like, what? I said, don't swallow it. Yeah, so, it's so already she, gone. She, no, she had, she had just been into it. I okay. said, just give me half. And I said, half is going to kick your ass. And she's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. You'll see. So I remember where we were going. Oh, we went to open mic. And I went up there and I was getting laughs. Because I said, I, I can't remember the joke now, but it was about something about Chewbacca being, uh, you know, Hispanic and fixing cars and shit. <laughs> I have written down somewhere, but it was like that. And uh, and my wife started laughing. And she has a laugh like cat. Like, you know, cat said. Oh, yeah. It's infectious. So half the room laughed. I was like, maybe I'm onto something. Nice. Because everybody tells you, you know, how you have the one friend that, Everybody thinks it's just funny as hell. Yeah. And then he goes up on stage and he's like, bombs the shit out of himself. I thought I was that dude. The one that's going to go up there and just shit on, shit himself and that be the end of that. But I've learned so much in the three months I've been here. Like when, when I first saw you and you were talking about the Kool-Aid, I was like, that's fucking funny. That's very relatable because... Anybody who's lived in New Mexico knows about that shit. I'm like, seriously. And I was, because I wanted to roast, I didn't want to really roast, I just want to talk shit. And I was like, I'm gonna, you know, I was going to jump up like, hey, fucker, we only had three cars back in those days. There was no flavors. There is no flavors. And if there is, they're still the same. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then when you did your binary wrapper, I know we talked about this earlier, but that shit is. It's funny because I, uh, one of my buddies, he's an he's an uh, an engineer. And last time I talked to him, I told him about your skit about being a binary rapper. Yeah, and he's all, "What?" Yeah. I he goes, "I gotta hear that." 
so my daughter, uh, I don't, I didn't know she recorded you. Oh, she nice. Did, and she showed it to him, and she's all, Uncle Rye, Doug, this is him, and he's like, that's fucking hilarious. He goes, send me the video. <laughs> I go, why? He goes, I'm gonna put that on my screensaver so. When people pass by, they're going to see, they're just going to hear that, and they're going to wonder what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Get it going. I was like, that is so cool. I'm like, and, you know, I know a lot of comics have bullshit. They, they, they beef with each other, whatever. That's, I'm not about that. I'm going to be happy for whoever does whatever. I was going somewhere. Where the hell are I was going? But uh, I don't really like to roast people. Because I can, when I, I'm in the zone, I can roast the shit out of people. And I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Yeah. Because, well, I've been in therapy for like five years. And I realized that a lot of shit that I was putting people through because I hadn't processed stuff. And then like people like my age, like, I wouldn't say that. People are going to hear you. I don't care. Right, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I mean, I'm I'm finally comfortable with myself because for the longest time, I had this real bad complex about women coming up to me. I know what I look like. I'm not, I'm not Brad Pitt. I ain't whoever the fuck in the newest <laughs> hunk of the month or whatever the shit is. But uh, I have women come up to me and. The worst one to date, I was with my daughter, Cheyenne. Uh-huh. We're at Walmart. I'm joking with my daughter. I said, ooh, I shouldn't get these chocolates. It's going to ruin my waistline. Lady in front of me picks up her shirt. <gasps> I stopped smoking. I gained so much weight. I'm like, and I looked at my daughter. I'm like, and she's like, dad, please don't, please don't. And I'm like. Asshole mode, shut up. Don't just turn off the asshole mode. Turn it down to <laughs> negative 20. And I couldn't. I wasn't medicated like I should have been. Let's just say that. Let's just this say is the premise of why I went off on this lady. And she's all, my last boyfriend couldn't really get give it to me. I'm like, okay. The asshole mode is going up to 25. Fuck this shit. Look, bitch, that's my daughter. If you don't respect me, respect my daughter. I said, I don't want to hear about your boyfriend. I don't want to hear about shit. I said, that's disrespectful. And she's all, oh, you wouldn't fuck me. I said, first of all, that's not a conversation to have in front of my child. I said, this is my daughter, you know, came from my loins. Then she finally realized my daughter was standing next to me. I'm like, and my daughter's like, I was like, fuck, she got the look of her mom. When my wife gets mad, she gets this look. Yeah. Go completely the fuck calm. And then the eyebrow goes a little twitch. And I'm like, I better run and crawl under a rock <laughs> or something. Because I know I'm going to be cannon fodder for whoever the fuck got fucked up. Oh, it's just going to happen. Yeah. And I looked and I saw my daughter, that same ass look. I'm like, grab the stuff. Just grab the shit. Just I picked up our stuff and I turned my, I grabbed my daughter. I'm like, let's go. No, you're not going to do it. She's not worth it. She's really not worth it. And I was like, I'm going to kick her fucking shit out of that bitch. I'm like, no, baby. <laughs> really, you're not, don't look good in orange. You're not that color. Let's She's not like, do this. Let's not do yeah. this. So we turn around and walk to the other register. And I'm like, Mija, just, I understand. That's why I got mad. It wasn't about what she told me. 
It's just that she didn't realize you're right there. This shit has happened so many damn times. But the cutest one, and this is so cute. I'm not going to say her name. Because no, wait, on this one, you have to save this story. You have. You know how long we've been here already? How long? We've been here for an hour and a half already. No fucking shit. Yeah, dude, you fucking, you, we let time fly, dude. Damn. Dude, I want to, uh, dude, let everybody know where they can find you. Where can they find you on social media? Uh, Big Bear Lopez. I don't have an Instagram yet. My, my daughter's going to help me with that. Uh, we also have our website, thebigbeartshirts.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Big Bear One, and uh, and tell tell the viewers you'll be back. You'll be I'll back, be, right? Oh yeah, I'll be back yeah. anytime you we'll want do, me to come back, brother. Well, I'll be back. And we'll do another shit, talk the shit, have a nice time. Fucking oh, hell yeah! That's all this was been. beautiful, man. Dude, thank you again for coming, dude. Oh no, man, thank you. It was awesome, dude. This was great. Yeah, this we gotta fun. do this again, dude. Because oh, I mean, yeah. I know you're filled with stories, dude. You oh, could dude. you could tell us stuff for days. I can tell you stuff for years, man. <laughs> next, next time I come. Remind me the first time I drove home drunk. With that, guys, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you guys later. We'll see you guys later, guys. Thank you guys for watching. Peace. Peace.